Yo, what's up, everybody? This is The Greatest Show on Dirt, coming to you live. As always, you know the deal. From the Sweet V Studios, I am your host, Quentin. I am hanging out here with Brody the Black Lab. We just finished a serious, intense run through the baseball field. We got caught in a torrential downpour. Um, we were soaked, but we were running around the bases. Man, this guy was losing his mind out on the baseball field. We actually didn't know it was going to rain. And, um, you know, it's 11 o'clock right now, and we just now started recording because um, we were soaked, man. He was soaked and muddy. He was chasing birds in the water. He doesn't even care, man. But, um, you know, it's one of my favorite things to do is just take my dog to the uh, the baseball field and just let him run, man. He's, he's a natural athlete on the diamond. He resembles, uh, you know, he's got the power of Bo Jackson, the speed of Bo Jackson, um, not really the hand-eye coordination of Bo Jackson. I saw him run into a tree once, so <laughs> that's not really a thing for his. But either way, you are joined by me and Brody the Black Cloud. We are here. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball. I have finally pried myself away from Netflix. I've been, you know what happens to me every year, actually, as soon as fall comes around, I have like an internal clock inside of me that says, go buy pumpkin beer, sit on your ass on the couch, and watch Netflix 24 hours a day. And, you know, that's what I've been doing because um, it's almost October. So not only, yes, not only does October mean baseball playoffs, it also means not do shit and just watch Netflix all day. I... um kind of been getting serious there's a show on Netflix called Dirty Money and I've watched the first two episodes of it and the first episode is about Volkswagen and how they kind of scammed all of their vehicles to like pass emissions test so they could sell cars and make a bunch of money and really their vehicles were like 500 times more polluting the air than like what they should have been or something like that and then the second episode was a guy named Scott Tucker who apparently was um, like a real serious race car driver, like drove uh, like Ferraris and stuff on like uh, tracks or whatever. And uh, he got like 16 years in jail for running like those payday loan places with like 400% interest. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but dude, it's, it's like so addicting because it, um, you know, it's just like goes into like these situations that you hear about on the news but they're so much more real because um you know it's like documentary style so you get all these really in-depth interviews with the people that were involved in it and like volkswagen did a ton of shady stuff it was super wild but um give that a shot dirty money on netflix man i kind of dig it for sure and also i'm pretty sure that this is us started its second season i'm a huge fan of this is us I, uh, I think this is their third season. I watched the first two seasons, and uh, many people don't watch This Is Us because they say it'll just make them cry, and they don't like the way it makes them feel. But This Is Us, to me, is such a like emotional feel-good story. It actually makes me feel good. You know, I'm, I'm not a twisted person that feels good when people cry or anything like that, but This Is Us is such a good show. And my wife doesn't get back in town till Friday, so I've promised her that I'll wait until I watch it. But if your um, baseball team didn't make the playoffs, so for example, if you're listening to this podcast 
and you're an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, you'll know about three weeks ago, I predicted the Arizona Diamondbacks to go to the World Series. And then they basically lost like 15 out of 20 games and fell like 10 games back in their division. And they're not going to the postseason. Like they're nowhere close to going to the postseason. Like if the postseason's earth, Arizona Diamondbacks or Pluto, man, like they're not even a planet. Like they don't exist anymore. It's real bad news. But if you're a Diamondbacks fan or like a Baltimore Orioles fan, I would seriously encourage you to watch This Is Us. Because you could use a good cry. Like, go ahead and let that out on the inside and, you know, just cry it out, man. You know, part of me thinks I should be crying it out because I'm the dumbass that predicted the Diamondbacks to go to the World Series and they fell eight games back. So, actually, I think I'm going to watch This Is Us because I think I need a good cry, right? Like, I love to record this podcast, but, like, I'm incorrect more often than what a meteorologist is, right? Like, I'm not right at all. Like, I can talk fun baseball stuff all day, but don't ask me ever my opinion on baseball. And sure as hell, don't ask me for a prediction, right? Because uh, you're going to be cursed. And I also, oh crap, I forgot about this. On the last episode I recorded with my buddy Kyle, I actually tried to do reverse psychology and predict the Milwaukee Brewers to win the division and win the whole entire World Series. And as it sits now, they're only a half a game back in the NL Central, and I'm a Cubs fan, right? So you see what I did? Like, I didn't predict the Cubs to go to the World Series. I predicted the Brewers to go to the World Series because I thought that would, like, reverse psychology it, like Michael Scott and if I predicted the Brewers to win, they would eventually like fall off and just tank, right? Well, that hasn't happened since I made that prediction. The Cubs lost two games in a row to the Pittsburgh Pirates, and like real bad, like outscored eleven to one, bad. And the Brewers are just winning now. So my reverse psychology method may have actually reverse reverse psychology method. And if the Milwaukee Brewers make the World Series and somehow win the damn thing like I've messed up I've messed up right Milwaukee Brewers fans can thank me but the rest of MLB the whole city of Chicago should just unsubscribe to this podcast now because I've ruined everything and now when I go to MLB.com actually it's a virtual tie between the Brewers and the Cubs the Cubs are 91 and 66 the Brewers are 92 and 67 so they've played a couple more games than the Cubs have right now. The St. Louis Cardinals have fallen five games back in the NL Central. So as it sits right now, the Cardinals can't win their division at all, but they're still in the hunt for a wild card spot. So as it sits right now, it, it's pretty exciting. The The best time to watch baseball, the best time to watch sports is October because you're at the beginning of football season and then you get playoff baseball season. And I'm I love October baseball to me is one of the best things to watch ever. Like you've got like Talladega Nights, Field of Dreams. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like my favorite movies of all time, like old school, anything with Vince Vaughn in it. But then like above all of those is October playoff baseball. I love it. As it sits right now, the St. Louis Cardinals are one game back for that second wild card spot. So that's all that's up for grabs at this point. 
is the second wild card spot in the National League because the Brewers or the Cubs, they're fighting for the NL Central. Whichever team doesn't win the title in the NL Central, they're going to be the first wild card team. And it could very likely be the Cubs right now. You've got a stellar NL Central right now with a couple 90-win teams and then the Cardinals. They're a game back of the Rockies. Rockies, they, they're getting hot, dude. The Rockies are. Their run differential right now is a plus 17. And the majority of the season for the Rockies, they've been a negative run differential, but they're pounding the ball good. Trevor Story's been hitting rockets. I like Matt Holiday. It's a phenomenal addition to that team, dude. Matt Holiday coming back to the Rockies is like the Undertaker coming back to WrestleMania, right? Because Matt Holiday's the dude that scored like the winning run in the NLCS, I believe, to go to the World Series, right? Obviously, Matt Holiday spent a lot of time with the Cardinals. But the rock in Colorado was where the man was built. And like I'm not talking about his biceps because you know we know Matt Holiday's a big guy. But it, it, that's a meaningful move to bring Matt Holiday in because that's huge, you know. I'll, I'll always talk on this podcast about moves that go beyond the numbers. And the reason why I talk about that so much is because I I love story in sports. I don't know if a better story has ever been told than one that wraps around sport when you talk about like Michael Jordan's flu game or Kirk Gibson's home run like when he could barely walk, right? You get into these things that are so emotional and so beautiful and really so agonizing because you to have like an athlete in pain and then to succeed, that's the, that's the greatest story of all time. But um, and then especially when you look at a case with Matt Holiday, who hasn't been healthy for quite some time because he had some sort of illness, like a virus that he had when he was in when he was playing for the Yankees and was out the majority of this season. And I believe the Rockies brought him back. Oh, shoot. Yeah, um, maybe a month and a half, two months ago or something like that. And. Um, you know, I, I, I love those stories. So the Rockies are coming on strong and I don't know when the last time was we saw the Colorado Rockies in the postseason, but to have a Rockies Brewers wildcard game, me personally, I would like to see the Cardinals and the Rockies more than anything. I thought we were going to have that for a while because I would like to see Matt Holiday, um, go up against his former team in a wild card game. But as it sits right now, if the season ended right this second, we would have a Colorado Rockies Milwaukee Brewers wild card game. And that, that would be a huge wild card game. Like tonight, Herman Marquez struck out the first eight batters he saw. And then also the Rockies have Kyle Freeland, who would start their wild card game, right? And Kyle Freeland's been pitching good. If I'm not mistaken, Kyle Freeland has an earned run average of under three right now playing for the Colorado Rockies. That's a huge deal because Coors Field, boy, that is like a launch pad at Cape Canaveral, but like for baseballs because they fly out of there, dude. And you know what that makes me think of actually is old school, like vintage Colorado Rockies baseball, dude, like the Vinny Castilla, like Larry Walker, Andres Galarraga days. I was watching a Rockies game maybe a month ago. And Vinny Castillo was on there, and one of the announcers, I don't remember what her name was, but she hung out with Vinny for a day, and they were, like, cruising around, like, in his Porsche or something. And it, it was pretty rad. And 
Um, with this being the, oh shoot, you know, 20th anniversary of the 1998 home run race, Vinny Castillo was in the beginning of that race, you know, even before Sosa inserted himself by bashing home runs. I think early on in the National League, it was kind of like a Vinny Castillo, Mark McGuire thing. Huge deal over there, but that's what you would look at right now. So the NL Central, super tight. The NL Wild Card, it's super tight. Up in the American League, You've got the Boston Red Sox, who right now are at 107 wins. The Houston Astros, they're at 100 wins, and they just clinched their division. And then the Cleveland Indians are at 88 wins, and they've clinched their division because they play in the AL Central, and that whole division sucks. Um, Something that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. So I'm going to try to unpack this right now. I don't. I didn't have this planned in the podcast, but I kind of just hit play because I wanted to talk some baseball. So here's what I have. So I think um, maybe like two or three weeks ago, I had written an article about, and I also tweeted about it, and it was around the lines of this, right? You've got the Oakland Athletics, who are a 95-win team. You've got the New York Yankees, who are a 97-win team. And then you have the Tampa Bay Rays that are an 87-win team. And the Tampa Bay Rays have been coming on strong, right? Okay, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're out of the postseason, right? They're, they're already eliminated. So when I talk about this, I'm not talking about, like, postseason runs, right? Like we'll talk about that tomorrow or whatever. But in this post and in this article, I had expressed a desire for the playoff format to be a little different and possibly include a couple more teams. Now, this isn't me. I don't have uh, a, a horse in this race, right? I'm not saying that we need to redo the wild card format because the Yankees have won 97 games. I don't care about the Yankees, dude. Like, I don't at all. And I'm not saying we should do this because the Oakland Athletics have 95 wins and they get to play in a one-game one wild card playoff, right? I'm not... On this back end complaining, I'm not doing something that's reactionary to my team having to play a wild card game. To me personally, a one game sudden death, do or die, lose and go home wild card game is the best thing going in all of sports right now. And I don't even have to like have a team in the battle to, to know right now that I get to watch the Yankees and the Oakland Athletics play in a one game, one game wild card. I'm pumped, man. That's going to be so fun. So... My sole reason for exploring in my head a playoff expansion is only because I want more meaningful baseball, okay? So, like I said, I don't have a team in this race. My team's probably not going to play a wild card game, but based on my cursed previous predictions, they probably will. Uh, So, sorry, Cubs fans. But I, so an expanded playoff roster, here's what I initially thought in my head, right? The Tampa Bay Rays, as it sits right now, they were a top three team post-All-Star break, I believe, as far as wins and losses are concerned. Their, their innovation with having openers and bulk guys and whatever, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of innovative things right there. And to me... That's a pretty damn good story within baseball to have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 87 and 70, who in their offseason let loose a few guys to just like relieve some payroll. And there were a lot of question marks on that. So if I rewind and go to my thought process at the beginning of the season, 
I was eternally frustrated with teams like the Tampa Bay Rays because, like, they let go of Corey Dickerson, they who's like a 300 hitter. They let go of Logan Morrison, who I think hit 40-something home runs, like low 40s in the home runs last year, and they let go of these guys. And those were two guys that really weren't making a lot of money. Like, Logan Morrison, I think, signed a, a one-year contract for $6 million in Minnesota, and Corey Dickerson wasn't a free agent. They just kind of... Uh, designate him for assignment because it saved him about three million dollars which was really weird so in the offseason I was super critical of Tampa Bay I was super critical of the Pittsburgh Pirates really any team that was selling and like I kind of didn't really think they needed to but last offseason was super strange anyway because with the whole free agent market that was just about as frozen as a lake in Michigan in February like things weren't happening in the offseason but it's a really good story within baseball to see the Tampa Bay Rays, who still have the potential to um, – let me see if I can do this math in my head real quick. They might have five games left. Tampa Bay Rays have five games left right now, and they're, they have 87 wins. So this is a Tampa Bay team that could win 90 games and not make the playoffs. Now, I'm not complaining, right? You got to you, you got to be better than that, right? In the format right now, I'm not complaining about the current format. But what if instead of having an American League wild card game with two teams and a National League wild card with two teams, what if you had two wild card games in each league and then the winner of those wild card games played like a best of 3 series? So, for example, what you would have, like, for example, in the American League, the Yankees and the Oakland Athletics would play their playoff. But then also you would get the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners. They would also have a one-game playoff. And whoever won those one-game playoffs could possibly go into a best-of-three series. Now, that could be a, a completely awful, awful recommendation. So it's like, whatever, dude. Like, these are just preliminary things that are going through my head. But I'll tell you this. The reason why... I kind of want an expanded playoff system is one. I yes, do believe that there are good teams that don't get a chance to get in the playoffs. Two, I think if that were the case, Major League Baseball teams would have more of an incentive to be competitive because there would be more spots open. I know the season we're about to finish saw a, a lot of teams, I believe more teams than not, whose attendance went down. And I believe that attendance went down probably because teams weren't competitive and they were just selling off because they really know that there's not a playoff spot for us, right? So I get that. So obviously, like, the loss, whatever, dude. Like, there are teams that just sold off because they knew they couldn't make the playoffs. So if there was an extra playoff spot where a team could have a chance to make the postseason, win a wild card game, and get into, like, a best of three or best of five series, that would add more competition to baseball. Right. And if there's more competition in baseball for, you know, teams to like compete and succeed and add when they can, that having more teams that have more to play for will create more meaningful baseball. And I think what that does is on like a local level, because baseball is very regional, what that would do is if you had more teams that could make the playoffs, you would have more fans get behind those teams, right? So with like the Tampa Bay Rays or the Seattle Mariners, as it gets down to the home stretch of the season, even though these are teams 
that have the potential to win 90 games before the year's up. I would imagine those fan bases have probably kind of backed up when it comes to MLB coverage on like ESPN or MLB Network or articles that are written. At this point, there's probably not a lot to talk about with the Tampa Tampa Bay Rays, even though there's a lot of exciting stuff going on over there. And I think my thing is this. I would love for there to be more meaningful baseball. And in my eyes, there's not enough meaningful baseball because October baseball, September baseball, it's one of the greatest things ever because it's so exciting. But like June and July baseball, it's really, really boring. And so my thought process of expanding the playoffs and having more teams in it is it just creates more meaningful baseball, right? It could. This would be an awful idea, and it could dilute like the whole process. But I do know this. My idea being good or bad, Major League Baseball, I believe, needs to kind of back up off the whole pace of play and all of this bull crap and just sit back with an overarching goal of we need to create more meaningful baseball. Tampa Bay Rays fans, they deserve more than what they're getting right now. It's a small market team, but could you imagine how much more excitement we would have coming into October if the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners were going to play a wild card game as well? Those fan bases would be out of control, right? And I think in creating more meaningful baseball games, I don't think expanding the playoff format so Tampa Bay and the Mariners could get in the playoffs, I don't think that immediately gets people in the Midwest or like the Northeast to be like, oh my God, two more wildcard teams, let's go. No. But I believe what that does is since baseball is such like a local sport in the sense, baseball is like very regional, right, where... Cardinals fans, like, in the Midwest, like, that's a huge thing. But the Cardinals might not be so popular on a national level. At this point, I think there are very few teams that are super popular on a national level, and that probably includes, like, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Cubs. Possibly the Astros. And that's probably really all you got. Possibly the Nationals because they had Bryce Harper. But if Bryce Harper leaves, there's not a whole lot of national interest going on over there. But if you create and possibly expand playoff teams, Tampa Bay fans and Seattle fans at this moment would be more involved because their teams would make the playoffs in a one-game wildcard format. Now, if both of those teams don't end up even making it to the NLDS, right, you could sit back and say, well, whatever, they're going to suck and they're not going to win the World Series, so why even let them in the playoffs? Well, even though, like, the, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners might not be like big World Series threats. What I like about that is it gets those fan bases on a regional level more involved in the sport. And that's where you have to start, right? So if, if you want to create more meaningful baseball, you've got to start at that you know macro level of building excitement within fan bases. So if Tampa Bay fans get to tune in, and see their team in a in an, in an additional one game wild card playoff, and let's say their team loses, they kind of already have like that baseball excitement built up because at that point, what Major League Baseball would have done is included them in the storyline, right? 
like being a Chicago Cubs fan for years and them not making the playoffs, I'm not super included in the storyline. But I know if my team's included in the storyline, then Major League Baseball is including those fans in the storyline. And then now the fans feel a part of that storyline. And whether their team wins or loses, there's more of a chance that they're invested at this point because their team was once in it, right? You've already got your TV on and you're like in the habit of watching baseball and you become interested in this meaningful postseason baseball even though your team might lose in the first round. So what I'm saying is this, getting more teams involved in meaningful baseball could include adding an extra wild card game in the National League and in the American League to get more fans involved at the start of meaningful baseball and then when their team loses, if their team loses, since they're already at one point or a part of this meaningful baseball, they could continue to keep watching. So to create more meaningful baseball, we'll get more fans on on a regional level and then once they're there, they'll continue to watch because their team has been part of that storyline. Therefore, they get an interest in it. And that's what I like about doing something to add more teams to the playoffs because that just adds more fan bases to the conversation and to the excitement of the meaningful baseball that we're trying to create. And I think that's the key to baseball succeeding in the future and just and it's not about, I'm not saying, well, baseball is not as good as football or baseball is not as good as basketball, so let's make it better. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is this. Meaningful baseball is one of the greatest things to watch, to be a part of. It's phenomenal. And that needs to be Major League Baseball's overarching goal is how can we create more meaningful baseball? Because when you play 162 games, and it comes out pretty early that your team's not going to be in the postseason, right? Because the Tampa Bay Rays, if they didn't get off to a crappy start, they would be in the postseason, right? Because I have a number on this. Okay, since using the Tampa Bay Rays started using their openers, and what I mean by openers is this, Tampa Bay will bring in a bullpen guy, like a closer sometimes, Sergio Romo. He was the closer for the San Francisco Giants when they were winning all those World Series. They start him. So the Tampa Bay Rays will start a closer or a reliever, and he'll pitch the first inning, sometimes the first two innings, but most of the time they'll have an opener, which is the guy out of the bullpen, and he'll pitch the first inning of the baseball game. The thought of that is a team's one, two, three hitters are going to be pretty tough. So let's create a platoon situation on the pitching side of this and create a very favorable matchup for us, right? It is very out of this world. No team has ever done what Tampa Bay started to do this season. And since using an opener, which was on May 19th, Tampa Bay is second in all of Major League Baseball and first in the American League with a 322 ERA. Since using that opener since May 19th, they're a really good baseball team. But because they got off to such a crappy start, that crappy start over this 162-game span was pretty much like they kind of really couldn't dig themselves out of the hole, you know? But 
if we expanded the playoff situation to where, oh, their crappy start might not hold them back and they can still get to the playoffs because there's 162 games in a year. This season is so long, it's grueling, and sometimes it can take you that long to kind of get everything turning, right? I mean, it's a, a lot of baseball to play, and to be able to make it to where a team can start really crappy and get better as the season goes and really figure their way through the thing, give those teams a chance to get to the postseason. If you do that by expanding the postseason a little bit, you create more meaningful baseball kind of early in the season. And to know if a Tampa Bay Rays fan, obviously using Tampa Bay as a heavy example here, if they know in July that their team's turning it around and they have a really, really good shot of going to the postseason, those fans are going to be super, super revved up. They're going to be feeling Tropicana Field. And guess what? They're part of our meaningful baseball storyline, which is what I really like. And I think it's something to kind of think about. And ultimately, I think that's what Major League Baseball needs to do is do whatever they need to do to create meaningful baseball. And uh, I guess that's kind of what I'm thinking. So also, if in the National League, if the National League created a second wild card game, it looks like right now it would be between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates because those are the teams that are they're right now they're third and fourth in the American League wild card race. But now... One other thing that's super interesting about this National League wildcard, let's say if we're talking expanded format in National League and you had a double wildcard game, um, right now the Pittsburgh Pirates and the St. Louis Cardinals would play this hypothetical second wildcard game. But the two teams right behind them are the Washington Nationals and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two teams at one point this season who were super, super exciting and have the players that, you know, are good enough to play well in a postseason series. And that would have created more of a heavier additional race. So to know that not only would the Brewers and the Rockies and the Cardinals be competing for wildcard spots, but when you add like the Pirates and the Nationals to a competing wildcard spot, those are two really good baseball cities. And to get them involved in meaningful baseball could further elevate this year over year over year to create meaningful baseball and then to hopefully create fans that don't just exist on a regional level, but to create fans that are interested in baseball on a national level because we've included more teams, even from small markets like the Pirates, into this meaningful baseball conversation. And I think once you do this, year over year, baseball could really expand and turn into this thing that's really fun to possibly at some point, like we might be looking at baseball games in June and July, is really meaningful games because if there were, if there was an expanded playoff roster with like more teams involved, those games mid-season could possibly mean more because there is more at stake because more teams would have an opportunity to get to a postseason berth. And then if we did that, I think more teams would be buying as opposed to selling off. And there would be more of an incentive for teams to not, you know, dump and run and do a rebuild. Because I'm still not 100% sure that I trust all of these rebuilds. Because I know when teams can teams could 
use the excuse of rebuild and just put extra money in their pockets because their payroll's so low. But that's it for today's show. We are at uh, 31 minutes. Thank you. Thank you. God bless your heart. If you made it all the way to minute 32 of this thing, thank you so much. You're like the best person ever, the best people ever, right? Hopefully somebody's listening to this podcast that doesn't have the same last name as me, so you're not my family. But if you are my family, thanks for listening. But if you listen to it, thank you so much for listening. We, um, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. We're also on Stitcher and Overcast FM. So listen to us wherever you listen to the things at. And if you like the podcast, or really if you don't like the podcast, you can leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes. No shit. If you leave us, damn it, I can't cut that out. I don't know how to cut a cuss word out. Gosh dang it. Um, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play, because those are the only two places that our podcast is that will let you review it. Or you can leave us a Facebook review, dude. If you leave us a review on Facebook's Google Play or iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Say something nice. And if you screenshot that review... And send it to us via like a Facebook message or a Twitter message. If you do that, I'll send you some free stickers. I've got these really cool Greatest Show on Dirt stickers that I got from Sticker Mule. They're about three inches tall. And I know I, I think they're four inches tall and two and a half inches wide. And they're really good stickers. They're not cheap stickers. I'll send you two free stickers if you just leave us a review. A screenshot your review and just PM, DM, slide into our DMs. Don't send us nudes. Just send us a screenshot of your review and slide into our DMs and I'll send you a couple free stickers and they're really cool stickers because they're sticky and you can stick them anywhere. You, I, I put, um, I've got stickers on my audio equipment, on my computers. I put a greatest show on dirt sticker on my work computer. They're probably going to be super pissed when I quit that job because there's a sticker on their computer, but I don't care. They can stick it. Get it? <laughs> no pun intended, but you can stick it. You can put the stickers on your car to show your love of baseball and your love for really bad podcasts. You, um, I kicked a hole in a wall once. If you've done that same thing, put a sticker over it. If you got a dent in your car because you were at Walmart and some jerk hit your car with a shopping cart, don't call the dentless removal people. Just put a greatest show under a sticker over it. It adds flair. To your car it adds character to your car it also shows a love of baseball and th those are good things you know you could use it as a bumper sticker you can put it on like your kid's face right if you want your kid to stop screaming put the sticker over their mouth and they'll stop screaming so i'll send you three stickers in that case because the kid's going to just slobber it up anyway but i'll stop ranting dudes if you want a sticker holla at me other than that thank you so much for listening find us on facebook that would be at Greatest on Dirt. Find us on Twitter at Greatest on Dirt. Find us on Instagram at Greatest Show on Dirt. We post stuff, we talk stuff, and we try to have some fun on social media. So y'all be good. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Quentin. And you kids, you kids, I meant to say you guys and you kids, y'all have a good night. Take care. Be good. We'll see you next time. <laughs>